This week we're off to Kenya and we're going to be drinking Chinga AA Washed. My name is Steve Layton and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So Kenya is a super important coffee, but it wasn't until 2014 where I was able to actually do my first trip there. And my aim was not to meet producers, but rather to get an insight into how the market works, how we can improve quality, and how I can buy coffee from Kenya. Um, much of Kenya's coffee is cooperatives, which means it's tougher to go visit a person or build a long-term relationship. But that said, it's not impossible, and you do end up kind of getting um, a different base to coffee. Um, speaking with leaders and chairmen of washing stations and co-ops is, is uh, really interesting. And Athaya were one of the ones that were most open to it. Um, based at the Katayu Mill, um, they have a, a whole kind of series of uh, cupping uh, where they have a QC person, they have a small roastery, which they roast coffee for the local market, um, and trying to add value wherever they can. Um, and at that central mill, they have a number of outlying wet mills uh, and Chinga being one of them. Um, when I went, I was lucky enough to go to Chinga uh, to meet um, uh, the uh, manager and just kind of start to feel out the relationship. Um, and um, I kind of broke um, the usual rule about not buying when you're in country, but just cupped it and loved it and had to buy it there and then. Um, Chinga is uh, managed by Gary, Gary John, um, and um, he basically makes everything happen there. And it was a conversation with Gary that we were able to get him to do a natural processed uh, Kenyan, which is pretty, pretty unusual. Um, it's located around about five kilometres to the southwest of the town of Nyeri, uh, which is a very famous coffee-grown region of Kenya. Um, the Chinga Mill has 783 members, uh, and most of them only own very small pieces of land, like 0 0.2, 0 0.5 hectares. Um, and they will harvest the coffee themselves and then sell it to the mill. Um, and what used to happen was then it would just be processed and sent to government auction. Um, but what's happening now, you see more and more mills kind of getting marketers that will reach out to people like me and help uh, build and foster that relationship. And you know, Chinga's been a staple now for uh, four years, which if I'd got that guarantee at the beginning of going to Kenya, I would have jumped at that chance. So as always, I'm going to taste this coffee at the end, but I really want to take a little bit of a focus on the tasting notes of Chinga. Um, so it's always had that lemon and white sugar, a classic Chinga flavor as we call it here. And this one's no different. Um, we choose our coffees from uh, Chinga from the cupping table. Uh, and we're always trying to kind of match that profile uh, year on year. But it's really kind of fun that we can hit what we call a classic profile from there um, because so often coffees will change year on year. You know, if we look at um, the coffees from Cariga, 
um, and from Kieni that we have from Kenya, they definitely change every year. Whereas Chinga is one that we can always rely on to have that very similar profile. So this week I'm going to talk about uh, the processing of this coffee and the reason I wanted to do it on this particular coffee is processing in Kenya is a fairly uh, unique way of um, processing the coffee. If it has any similarities at all, it's to uh, Ethiopia and that's because they're neighbours so you know, they, you're going to get some of that. So the coffee is delivered normally to a co-op um, uh, and in this case it is a co-op. Um, and uh, it will go through the depulping process. So uh, a very basic three or four disc depulper will remove the uh, cherry from the seed, uh, leaving the seed in parchment, but with a really sticky kind of gooey mucilage stuck to it. Um, and there's a number of ways that you can break that down. So you can do a dry ferment, which in El Salvador, for instance, is very typical, where you will leave the coffee um, in some kind of like bucket or container or receiving um, area and it will just break down naturally. Now in, in El Salvador it will break down naturally because you have warmer temperatures in the evening um, and uh, it kind of allows it to, to break down and that process will take 8 to 12 hours maybe. Whereas in Kenya uh, with this coffee it gets much colder in the evenings. So what they do is they put it in water um, because although it gets colder in the evenings, it gets much hotter during the day. So you want to kind of slow down that process and the water slows down that process uh, because it keeps it a more stable temperature. Um, and then that mucilage will break down. Now, when you use the water, it tends to take somewhere between 24 and 48 hours. Um, there's also a need to change that water regularly because you don't want it to become kind of you know, kind of dirty and gooey because that's going to come across in the coffee. So changing the water regularly will be really important. And then after the process is finished, it goes through um, uh, channels. So from the receiving tank, they open it and it goes through a, a, a walkway about that thick um, with water pushing it along. And quite a lot of the time they'll use a brush to actually make sure all of the mucilage is cleaned off uh, and, and taken away. It's then taken from those channels um, to the drying beds and on the drying beds it will sit there anywhere between 10 and 24 days depending on the weather, the particular climate for that region um, and how that's affected. So that's Kenya processing. Let's get brewing. Actually it's not brewing is it, it's pouring because it's already very kindly been brewed for me. Oh gosh my Stumptown mug. I haven't seen this for ages. So let's dive in. So we've had a lot of, this is the second Kenyan we've had in just a few weeks, but I love that this Kenyan is so different. It's got such a bright lemon acidity to it, uh, almost lemon zest-like. It really is just like the, the, the shreddings of the peel. Um, very sweet, a um, little bit of like um, kind of, sherbetty kind of flavors in there but like an orangey sherbet um very sweet um but finishes beautifully creamy just something that you always find well i always tend to find in the kenyans that i like that have that very creamy finish to them as well great texture to it as well uh, really feeling the mouth feel on this one delicious coffee i hope you will agree um thank you for joining me thank you for coming along 
and uh, look forward to seeing you next week. But do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.